The Mama Take Heart podcast with Rebrina Rettle is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome back to Mama Take Heart, Understanding Your Gen Z Girl. I'm your host, Rebrina Rettle, and I'm here to help you be the gospel-centered, compassionate, and influential voice in your girl's life. Today, we're going to tackle cancel culture. How can we be the redeeming culture in a cancel culture world? Well, you know, it's not unusual for things to get canceled, whether it's a meeting or your favorite TV show. We know it happens in life. But what is cancel culture? Well, it's like a boycott, a non-violent and intentional action to refrain from participating, buying, associating with a person, organization, or group to express protest for moral, social, political, or environmental reasons. It's used to bring attention to or silence a perceived offender. Unfortunately, it's also been used to destroy careers, families, and friendships. In a world of poof, you're gone. Consider Isaiah 117. Learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. What's the positive side of cancel culture? Well, it brings attention to inequities, injustice, or offense against someone who otherwise isn't in a position of power or is part of a marginalized and disenfranchised voice. From the Me Too movement to Mute Art Kelly, cancel culture has brought attention to men in powerful positions abusing their power in the entertainment industry. And those instances buried criminal activity was brought to the surface. Other non-criminal attitudes, ideas, and actions that display in society in a way deemed unacceptable or immoral by people can also lead to cancellation. Well, this shows that certain ideals can have consequences. Well, John 10.10 tells us that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So what's the negative side of cancel culture? Well, although it encourages a mob mentality as virtual pitchforks poke at a person on the receiving end, there there are the, the negative sides such as that. Reputations are ruined, careers are damaged, people have been fired from their jobs and have had a hard time finding another one because of cancel culture. Families have been destroyed, people have been ostracized by friends, and the action is swift and lasting. As stated in the first part of John 10.10, this is how the thief works. And we know the thief can be the devil. As Christians, we are to participate in the work of Jesus as co-laborers with God. As a second part of the verse says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. 
If we are participating in cancel culture, we aren't speaking life into a situation. We're af- it also makes us afraid to fail and voice who we are, our trueness. We are called to participate with Jesus as he is the light and life of flow. And we are to flow with him in that way. Cancel culture seems to focus more on removing the person than addressing the issue. Some use cancel culture as a weapon. And there have been instances where words, attitudes, or actions have been mined by searching through post after post and comment after comment from years past. A 24-year-old may have posted something on their social media account when they were 14 or 15 years old that was insensitive and even harmful. Unfortunately, it can be excavated and hurled to the present tense and have a negative effect on their adult life. This is important to know when our children are on social media, that they need to be careful and cautious with what they're posting and what they're commenting on. Because unfortunately, in this day and age, people go back and they just look and look. It's like they're trying to find something on you. Well, that is a very unfortunate way to live, an unfortunate life to have. It's sad to say that if someone's ideologies have changed as they've grown and matured in life, and in their faith, for some, is still wielded against them. Jesus himself was a victim of the cancel culture of his age. In John 8, 3 through 7, we look at the teachers, the law of the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand in the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery and the law of Moses commanded us to stone such woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. First, we see that the religious teachers used the woman as a trap for Jesus. They were using her. And second, they paraded her in front of people, which was a form of humiliation for her. When we move on to verse eight, and it says, again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this time, those who heard began to go away, one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. So the point here is that No one is in the position to hurl stones because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. That doesn't mean that people should not receive consequences, but should we completely shame and shun them? In Ecclesiastes 3.17, it says, I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked, For there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. We all are in a place of judgment. This effect that it has on our tweens and teens, cancel culture, it leads them to believe that if they make a mistake, they'll never be forgiven. And if you believe that, it's going to hinder confession. 
It doesn't allow for lasting and real transformation because we have to confess and repent for our sins and that God cleanses us. So it's important for you to let your teen know that confession opens the door to forgiveness. Through confession and repentance, which means completely turning away from the sin and turning towards God, that that is the pathway to forgiveness. As Romans 2, 1 through 4 says, you therefore have no excuse. You who pass judgment on someone else, for whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? Yes, so they need to know that it's through God's kindness that we will be, we are led to repentance. And once we repent, that God, through Jesus Christ, through faith of Jesus Christ, that we are forgiven. Now, most celebrities or people of power, they can survive cancel culture by apologizing, taking time away from social media, and by making a large donation. A lot of them make large donations to offended group. But those who aren't in the public eye yet are thrust into an offensive action rarely recover quickly. Cancel culture also doesn't allow for civil discourse or disagreement. In order to expose a lie, people must hear the truth. In Mark 2, 13 through 17, Jesus calls Levi to eat with the sinners. Jesus was countercultural. He didn't focus on how people viewed him for hanging out with sinners because he wasn't just hanging out. He was on a mission. He mission was to show them the truth, to challenge their viewpoint, to change their perspective. That's hard to do when we don't listen to one another. Dr. Henry Cloud is a leadership expert, clinical psychologist, and New York Times bestselling author who has written over 45 books. I know he has co-authored a book called Boundaries. Well, he posted on his Facebook page, quote, the most common and familiar form of this split between good and bad is the tendency for a person to experience themselves, others, or the world as either all good or all bad. It is the hallmark of immature formation. I say immature as it is a normal developmental stage of thinking and perceiving in which everyone starts out life. If you think about it, you don't meet a lot of infants or small children who are having a gray day. It's black or white. They're either happy and smiling or it's rage city. But your character, however, does not do that. She sees the world in what psychologists refer to as whole representations. In other words, when she looks at a person, even one who has frustrated her, she sees that person as the whole of who they are and not just that mistake. She sees someone's strength as well, unquote. We can offer grace while sharing the truth. When cancel culture says your words or your actions are unforgivable, God says through repentance, you are forgiven, Ephesians 1.17. When cancel culture says you are to be disregarded, the Lord says he is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. 
Psalm 34, 18. As followers of Christ, we are assured that through faith and the blood of Jesus, that we are redeemed. We want to share that with other people. Romans 8, 35 through 39 tells us, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height or, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. To gain insight, ask your kids what they think about cancel culture. We can teach our kids to think critically and to critique the information in light of truth and the grace of God by doing this ourselves. And in the end, it will help them become people who can compromise and think for themselves instead of passively following a crowd. Well, I hope that this was helpful for you today with some of the resources that you can uh, go to or be in the show notes also. As usual, access.org, they have a guide and it's called Parents Guide to Cancel Culture. It is very good, very relevant. Um, and also the uh, website to Dr. Henry Cloud. And you know, next time I'd like for you to join us as we talk about social media and how that affects us and our children. Well, until then, remember, God is for you and you're not alone. With his spirit, you are filled with courage and strength of purpose. So don't fret, Mama. Instead, take heart. Mama Take Heart is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you liked what you just listened to, would you take a second and leave us a rating in your favorite podcast app? It really does help more people like you find our show. This podcast is produced by me, Kelly Givens, and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. You can find more podcasts like this over at lifeaudio.com. Thank you.